<laughs> Welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast, where we look to empower and encourage real conversation amongst men everywhere by unpacking topics on self-help, philosophy, and business. Welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast. My name is Travis Hato. I am your host today. We've got a lively bunch in the room today, so I apologise for uh, any laughter that's going to happen with Magic Matt Hannum. Anyway, welcome. We've got a full crew today. Uh, to my left here, I've got the uh, ever-soothing voice of JB, Justin Bourne. What's up? Across from me, I have uh, the dancing magician, Magic Matt Hannum. I like it. You like that one? I like it, yeah. I just it's thought nice. of that straight up. Yeah, what Jan- dancing magician. Look at him, he's yeah, creative Magic today. Mike, you know, Channing Tatum. Yeah. He's a dancer. <laughs> Matt Hannum. And, um, he's coming to Melbourne. And Matt Hannum, yeah, he is. Conrad Francis. G'day. Kanye. Um, CF, CF3. Yeah. CF3. <laughs> you got your shoes coming right. out soon. Who are the other CFs? I don't know. It's your number. I'm three. CF1, mate. Anyway, time. We are, we're chatting about time we're wasting today. it right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what's pissing me off. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's probably why we're so um, uh, lackadaisical with time uh, today's, in today's episode. Anyway, we, um, we're talking about time today and we're going to um, deconstruct uh, why we think the human race is so connected to time. But firstly, uh, well, yeah, firstly, let's go um, to the drink. Uh, this is a a Shivers Regal, aged for twelve years, a blended Scotch whisky. So it turns out it's uh, my birthday tomorrow, um, and I turn thirty. So of the uh, go from my twenties to the dirty thirties. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Um, and this bottle uh, was given to me on my twenty-first birthday, and I actually had. We op- think yeah, it was my twenty-first. <laughs> Uh, oh, and so now it's 21 years old. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it hasn't been opened. Um, so one of my oldest mates, uh, Gus Lawson, we've known each other since we were three. Oh, Gussie. Yeah, he gave, he gave it to me for my 21st. And it sat in my, um, uh, my cupboard. How, how old is Gus? Uh, he's the same age as I. Geez, that would have been expensive for the young fellow to buy for you. I know. That's why it was, uh, I, I never, never, I guess, drunk it because, um, I don't know, it just felt so bad for opening it. <laughs> but uh, I thought, you know, what a good time to... A timely manner. Open it for, yes. Um, Cheers, Gus. Yeah, thank you, Gus. Uh, to open it for, you know, celebrating my, my 30th. Um, and that's why, um, yeah, a lot of the, this topic has come up. Um, but let's cheers first. So Shivers Regal, 12 years old. I've actually never really eaten drunk Shivers, so... Happy birthday. It's one of my favourites. Oh, this is a... Um a, a regular. Just click that uh, there's no one in the 20s in the... Oh, shit. On the table anymore. Oh, there you go. There we go. Thank, thank God I thank, fucking yeah, got... Thank God, yes. Enough of carrying you fuckwits. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, people might actually listen to it. Now, now. now we're yeah. actually... Now, now, look, we're look, serious. We're drinking scotch without ice. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly... <Shit's> getting real. <laughs> Suddenly we've aged to... Uh, anyway. Um, reservations of time. So... This sort of has been uh, simmering away with me for a fair few years of how we, of how humanity, <laughs> funny that, <laughs> yeah. how, how, how humanity um, values time and sees time and looks at time. Um, and it really stemmed, um, you know, turning 30 to going from your 20s to your 30s. Uh, 
uh, it doesn't really matter now for me, but probably a year or two was pretty um, pretty daunting to to step out from you know being a baby in the twenties and and stepping into the thirties. And um, you know, because one of my one of my biggest fears um, that I've long worked through uh, a lot of the time is to when I get to an age that I'm unable to to do anything is um, to have not achieved what I've wanted to do, and that's you know pretty much solely based around time because um, that is. Uh, you know, based on getting older and, and um, you know, not achieving things in the time that you've sort of allocated for yourself. So um, turning 30 was a, a big milestone for me, uh, which I'm technically not there yet. It's tomorrow. So um, I'm still in my 20s. Woo! Um, oh, but by the time this comes out, I'll be 30. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, he talks bro, about bro, himself a lot. Bro, relax, son. The time is 30 year old, he talks about himself while he's fucking 60. Time's not relevant, mate. What is tomorrow? You're hiding in 20 hours of, or sorry, 12 hours of how many years? Well, that's true. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I don't know, like leading up to turning 30, I had a lot of, um, oh, I guess, like those quarter life crises, as they're called. You know, you technically have them at 25, but. If that's a similar sort of thing of, of assuming you live to a hundred. Well, yeah, exactly. But uh, you know, have you no? You never heard of the twenty-five-year-old um, life crisis for a male, eighty-three. No, for a hippie. Oh, ninety-three. Yeah, about one hundred and three. Fucking hundred trees. There won't be any trees when you're hundred, mate. They'll be fake. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Hopefully not. The pixels. Um. Anyway, where was I going? Oh. Uh, Going into your thirties, had a lot of you know doubts of um, you know aging. I guess um, you know, like I remember Conrad, you used to blow my tires up all the time and say, "Oh, you know, this is one of the young guys that I've I've got faith in humanity that's sort of um, uh, that's doing good things for well, the fuck next it, don't, generation." Don't let that change, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, Just but because you turn thirty. Well, the one the one thing I had to work through is. Um, you know, not being that young guy that's, you know, changing things for our generation now. You, you still know? are, mate. Yeah, but... You're still in your generation. Well, I've, I've figured that out now. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> you haven't left your generation. Well, that was one thing I had to uh, to work through. And He's, really, I'm glad, I'm, He's really struggling with this, isn't he? I'm I didn't, gl- I didn't think you well, would. I'm glad no, you got to that level as, of understanding. Yeah, not as much now. But it, it honestly, you know, those were the things that I, um, you know, had to deal with, you know, leading up to this birthday or, you know, in the last sort of... Especially hitting 29. I think that was the biggest one because I was like, holy shit, you got one more year in your 30s. Like, um, did you have you achieved what you wanted to when you said you were 20 for the next 10 years? Um, yeah, so that that kind of played on me for a lot. Um, but the more and more I come to the realization that is, the time is just bullshit, it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, it's fucked up. And, um, you know, we put so much emphasis on uh, time and, and what we're achieving in a certain amount of time and, and um, all that sort of stuff. And, and that's really, um, that, yeah, really hit home with me kind of six, 12 months ago. And, and you know, it, it doesn't have as, more, as much of a profound impact um, for me. JB, you've recently turned 30, um, very recently. We've got very similar birthdays. I can um, see him turning grey. Did, did, did any of this actually happen for you or am I sort of um, alone in this sort of thought pattern? In what what respects? Just in a bit of a freak out that you're going to your thirties. Um, to be honest, not so much. Um, I think only because the last 
and I was reflecting on this um, as well because I was looking at the good old. Uh, we're grateful that I'm grateful that uh, my milestone birthday happens to be on a milestone decade. So it's really easy to remember. 2020, and I turned 30, so it's nice and good. And a lot of people were doing those decade photos on Insta. You know, like oh, start of decade, end of a decade. Yeah, your driver's license was disgusting. Yeah, that's been up- <laughs> that's been updated now. That was a toy. And um, <laughs> came out of a, a weed. We will we will circulate that. That was over. That's over a decade old, by the way. I was 17 on on. Still disgusting. No wonder they sent him a letter saying you have to update it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, where's this child driving around? He needed a driver's license for a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't for my skateboard back then. Um, but I was reflecting, and I think in the last, like, once two years, um, you know, has been a lot of the work felt like it started to fall into place and more so the last six to 12 months. And so um, I reckon two years ago I would have been, like, definitely. Um, but in the last three to six months, of yeah, I've really learnt to accept kind of who I am and where I'm at and that I didn't really have any kind of – freak out moment um and then even today i reflected on the idea of that you know probably well if it's 80 years old and if you're partly hippie maybe 93 my dad be 80 this year you got another 60 years easy easy um you know in here and that's a long time um so the short answer is like am i i asked myself am I at where I thought I'd be at? And it's like a yes and no. Some areas of my life, yes. Some areas of my life, no. Does it matter? No. That's the that's the concluding point really, really isn't it? Yeah. What about you? Great episode. He's very fucking wise, isn't he? <laughs> Just suddenly they hit 30 and listen, listen to one. Oh, shit. A couple of fucking where's, frogs on a lily pad. Where's, the, where's set B, mate? Or set, set A, set A. <laughs> Anyway, we're just getting some context before we go into the timepieces. Um, time's, time's a very good topic, though. Yeah, Conrad, so you you basically lost everything at 37. Yeah. 37? Yeah. Yeah, so you basically lost everything at 37. Um, talk to me about the feelings that you felt, because that was, what, 10 years ago now? Yeah, almost 11. Yeah. Um, felt. Talk to me through the feelings that you felt by – basically restarting at 37, you know, hitting your 40s, um, still, I guess, restarting um, those reservations you had with, you know, losing so much time or, or wasting time, as a lot of people put it. I think contextually, I think the the, the, more, the bigger of the issues was the fact that I felt I hadn't performed well enough whilst my dad was around. That I think that's contextually more the issue. Um, I, I probably fretted more over smaller losses prior to turning 37 than I did over the, 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 the bigger ones. To, I mean, I, I wasted almost no time to, to, to go forward and, and to have a crack at, at, at the next venture. Um, but time, time shortly thereafter, like th- shortly thereafter, I came across the, that book, Trav, I keep talking to you guys about, which I really want you guys to read. In fact, I'll probably find a copy for you, but The Timekeeper by Mitch Olbum. I think he's an amazing author. Is there a summary on Blinkers? Of course there is. Um, but... I'll give you I'll give you the, the summary of the book because contextually there's a, there's a lot of stuff in this that I, I want to throw out here to you guys just from a, a pondering perspective because I mean no we can all take the piss out of it I mean 30 30 Maddie I mean when are you 40 next year oh, relax I just turned 38 oh, two, years. So two years fuck sorry um, <laughs> well, a little bit touchy over here let's go to Matt <laughs> we're gonna get to him because he's, he's he's in the downhill stretch 
Uh, <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> downhill stretch, the, mate. If I'm in the downhill stretch, this, where are yeah, you? Yeah, I'm shut the gate. <laughs> the, um, this book is written from the context of the the first man. So it's a fable. The first man on earth to count hours becomes father time, and he then speaks to another person in relation to the construct of time. And apparently, and I, and I haven't actually um, read too much into it, but the time was a construct to allow shipping and porting to, to occur. That's what time was was originally invented for, yeah. high tide, low tide stuff. Um, so the inventor of the, fir- the world's first clock is, uh, is punished for trying to measure God's greatest gift. He is banished to a cave for centuries and forced to listen to the voices of all who come after him, seeking more days, more years. Eventually, with his own soul nearly broken, Father Time is granted um, his wish his freedom, along with magical hours, uh, hourglass and a mission, a chance to redeem himself by teaching two earthly people the true meaning of time. I'm getting goosebumps even just reading that to you. It's a phenomenal book, extremely powerful. Um, and one of the one of the greatest quotes from it um, that I'd love to throw on the table is that there is, there is a reason God limits our days. The question is why. You know, and I think when you, when you sit with that, and I have on, on a number of occasions... It, it kind of puts into context what we spend our time on and, and draws it into our field of consideration exactly what we're doing and why we're doing it, be it business, be it sport, be it whatever we do with our time. Um, and I'm not sure whether, you know, whether we as a collective group, let alone society, spends any time on that consideration. So would, would you agree, would we agree that the human race has an unhealthy connection with time? And, and losing it or wasting it? I think on, on, a, on a, and again, this is my personal opinion, um, and through observation, I'd be, I, I'd agree. I'd, I would say they do have a, a disgraceful attachment to time, um, and I don't believe it serves them in the way that they think it does. Well, you just look at the amount of people, how they react to a milestone birthday, and, you know, getting older and, oh, and yeah. that sort of stuff oh. is, is phenomenal. So It's painful. Yeah, it's quite. But even that's only a short-term thing, right? I mean, look. Even the person who's most concerned about that will give that up in a minute and be focused on are they late for this or doing that or what you know other like micro time type um, worries or stresses or constraints. Right, I would have thought. Yeah. So, like, in terms of time, then if we're if we got an unhealthy relationship with time, why are we as a humanity always looking forward and? you know, trying to achieve stuff down the track rather than looking at our feet and looking at the present. Well, I think that's the challenge, right? I think why we're seeing, and I'm not sure what you guys are seeing uh, individually or what society is, but there's a rise in a lot of old, old ancient philosophical teachings at the moment. Um, you know, Sadhguru, which we, we mentioned an episode or two ago, um, he's, a, he's a yogi and he talks um, very constructively and philosophically about things that have been condemned either through religious structure or teaching. Um, but time, time is not a is not a man is is not something for man to play with. Um, the answer to that question that I just posed, you no, know, uh, there is a reason why God limits our days, and the question was posed why, and and the answer response was to make each one precious. Okay, which which talks about the present, and if we're always looking forward, then we can't value what we have, and when you can't value what you have, then you can't trigger the gratitude necessary to to drive you to the next. Uh, to the next um, ascent. Well, I think that's that's the answer to your question yeah. posed is from my observation and even through my own um, journey is that 
the majority of the society and us live with an unhealthy amount of insecurities. And so it's easier to look forward to what you, or um, looking f- to what you lack in well, that's, the, fu- let's in call the it, future. Let's call it what it is though, JB. I mean, you say insecurities, I call it attachments. Okay, we're, we're attaching ourselves to things that tragically devalue our, our existence on this planet. But isn't that just fundamentally loop back because of your insecurities? So you're buying what, what, what causes the insecurities? The attachment. You're, to, you're talking about attachments to cars, houses, things, 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 yeah, status, all of the stuff. Yeah, that has no real value when you're dead. Correct. But isn't that driven by not being secure with yourself? Oh yeah, okay. okay. Sorry, I get that. Yeah, I understand that part. It's a security. What's well, that whole yeah. idea of keeping up with the Joneses? You know, which Gary Vee is trying to push yeah. a lot and get out there and those type of things, which we still succumb uh, to and. So that little idea of with now social media just amplifies uh, yeah, behaviours. Exactly right. I mean, it's, it's always existed, but when we talked about an episode everyone's ago, got a soapbox. Yeah, communication was slower ages ago. So to hear about the Joneses, you know, in a village, <laughs> like you're three, three years behind. Yeah, you're so three years gonna, behind. We're not going right? to switch off to social media. We're not going to turn off our phones. All right. I think so. You know. It's only going to get worse. Yeah. So, so what are the what are we doing to to remain more focused, more 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 present? Or is it uh, the power of reflection and looking back? I, I think reflection is an interesting piece. Um, I don't. I, I've encouraged. I think all of you guys in this room. I've encouraged to journal. Because um, how can you appreciate the present if you haven't extracted the value? Yeah. If you haven't appreciated the the past. Yep. Yeah. Because how yeah. By looking at your feet and looking at the present and where you are now, um, it means nothing if you've actually haven't done that reflection time of where you've been and look back and all. Oh, wow, I've actually achieved a lot, or I've done a lot. Well, you guys, go on. I was just going to add just off the thread we were talking about the insecurity. I also think you got to layer on expectation. Yeah. Um, a lot of the expectation of, of others which struggle which Oh yeah, your parents are the biggest ones. Which mate. is what also causes a lot of, of our struggles to be present and looking to this future, um, an unhealthy relationship with the future. Because you know, we all talk about vision and having goals and things like that, but I think some of us definitely have unhealthy relationships with that. Obsessive um, relationships with that. And we, yeah, we definitely do forget to... Yeah, because we're, I guess it still is, expectation still loops back to insecurity. I guess that's still the root cause because you're, you're still behaving to satisfy someone else's um, expectation, right? So, and it's, it, I guess it's a I pra- identify it's a with that because you talk about me turning 37. One of my biggest issues was when dad passed away was the fact that I hadn't fulfilled his, uh, what, what I thought he would uh, think of me. Because you were 35, 36 when you passed away. 37. Yeah. Oh, it was the same year. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, he, so when you talk about when he lost, lost everything, it was shortly after that, but um, but that's when Dad passed away, and that changed a lot of things. That that stopped me from looking outward for validation to going back inwards and and, and working on that stuff, um, which to me was... Because well, you always secretly wanted that validation from him? Oh, 100%, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, my, my affirmation, well, sorry, my love language from a, a young age was affirmation. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> and now it's magically transformed to nothing. <laughs> you don't have one, Hannah. You're turning. You've turned thirty-eight. Mm. Correct. Any, any any thought on we talk these these two buffoons have now turned thirty. Um, forty yeah. on the. Or if you look at forty and and think what? 
And if you haven't thought, think now. Well, the, you don't. Um, I want to make you feel. You still don't feel older in that in that respect. Like you, still, you don't. You don't look thirty eight, bro. Thank you. I mean, I hope you mean that in the right way. But um, fifty. He's <laughs> <laughs> really got the joke going today. I even, I even laid it up for you. Um, I don't look your age, mate. <laughs> um, okay. So, no, I'm, I mean, I'm serious. I mean, because I mean, obviously, Trav and, and and Justin here have given some thought to thirty. Have you given any thought to forty? Yes, and in in a couple of ways. One, I haven't necessarily achieved some of the outcomes that I thought were very important at that point. And can you share any of those with us, or not really? Yeah, it's more it's more financial, and and it's largely because I've I've had some ups and downs. Like I've technically achieved what I wanted beforehand and have not got that now compared to where I have been at different times. But when I look at the, the more intangibles and like what I, what I would now consider to be my, my true legacy, which was my, you know, I've got three amazing children and, and that is, that, that is far more important than the other side. Um, yeah, yeah I've they, definitely, they, they cost you a lot of money. <laughs> they cost me, they cost me a shitload of money uh, just to get them on the park every day. Uh, but, but it's, it's, so it's probably the more the, the there's still a bit of that that sits there, and I, I think I think way back I I told myself I wanted to be retired by forty, but I didn't really Jesus mean it. Christ. But I didn't really mean it in that that respect, and I so I still haven't achieved what I would consider financial freedom, and I yes. wanted that at forty. Financial independence. Really, financial independence. Yeah. Like yeah. I didn't want to not work. I still want to work till largely the the day I pass. Like I mean that's Wait, that's living, not working. Yeah, that's right. Um, so no, I do want to. I do want to. He's, he's become really wise in his old age. Oh, now. thank you. He has got really wise. Look, he's turned thirty now almost. Um, so. While well, recording, still twenty nine. But yeah, what we're um, what I'm what I'm challenged with is two things. Is I'm I still have that little bit of a problem. I also then have a few other like health and lifestyle related things. So I still have a tendency to throw myself too heavily at my work and. I've spent, if I'm being completely vulnerable in it, it's I've, I've thrown over some lifestyle and health things to over the fence for, for almost two decades now, really. And, you know, gone, you know what, I'm okay. I'll sort that later. And the thing is, there is no later. It's now. And I, I really need to make those that, and I, I've set myself that like in the next couple of years, that'll, that'll be well and truly sorted. So that's the only other the true things that I'm, I'm worrying about. I don't have a problem with having like a 40 against my name, which is maybe I will when I get closer to it. I but, think you've earned the badge. But yeah, I, it's more it's more those things that I that I when I think about it, that's what I I, I think about. I've I've got a um, yeah. It, it probably the, the biggest one is my my health, uh, my legacy, which I'll continue to to build on is you know three amazing children that I, I think there's a lot that I, I'm excited to help them do as they they grow um i've got the privilege to do that so that's 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 it more than maybe when i was 18 or younger going oh, i want this kind of money or i want to retire like this way or do that i think that's what's more important and that's what i think about here's, a, here's another interesting quote from this book when you're measuring life you're not living it how does that sit with you guys Crickets. Fucking hell, there's crickets here. <laughs> well, put it this way. As, as I've mentioned, I've just come back from three weeks in the Pacific, little island called Niue, where my wife Tash was born. 
And like their their life cycle, sorry, well their, their lifestyle, their structure is is very different. They they still live semi self sustainably. You genuinely actually could put your watch down there, Conrad, um, and 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 not need it. Like yeah, truly, I'm not, waiting for the invitation. Truly not need it. Well, you've been invited. Um, I'll, I'll get you there next time I'm there. Um, but you truly could go about with without needing it, and and that's. I haven't travelled the whole world, but I would suggest that's quite unique and there'd be very few places left on earth where you could operate that way. Um, even the people that are running a shop, well, everyone's five minutes away. So they'll be – I'll open from like three to three to four if they, if they bother to write this on the door. I'm opening from three to four and six to seven today because I'm busy doing other stuff. Come during that time. How cool is that? It, it's, it's pretty cool that they can operate that way and if they weren't there, they'd figure it out. Have You'd notifications come back reached there yet? Well, yeah. So they've all got they've got four G and they've got internet and they're about to they've got a cable coming through at the moment which is going to hit them, which will probably be the best internet connection in the world because about a few hundred people will be connected dialed straight into the states like on a direct cable. So, but the point is that they they have a different like lifestyle and that allows them to not need to measure necessarily or they don't do it the way we do. Yeah. Well, the thing that I guess I grapple with is. We talk about measuring outcomes and measuring, you know, and setting goals and all this sort of stuff. But then we speak about like it not mattering down to the last, you know. <laughs> so where's that happy medium? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, of, it, of like achieving success, but then, you know, not worrying about it when you do hit 30, you know, or 40. That's a very good question. Like that, that's the thing that fucks a, with me. It's hey? a, well, again, we, we talk about which hat we're wearing for what reason, right? When you're in business and stuff, you, you, you have a responsibility. Okay, if you're the captain of a ship, you have a responsibility. Okay. Look at me. I am the captain. <laughs> <laughs> Are you drunk, Hannah? <laughs> I, just, I like that movie. It's funny. You, have, you have a responsibility. I don't watch movies. Right, right now focused. we're doing the Get Amplified fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, the truth is, it's all important. Okay. It's all important, but it all has its place in the time. I mean, let's, let's, let's be, let's be, clear that you know the roles within our respective workplaces aren't a reflection of or a direct reflection of of what our lives dictate it's part of it's not the complete essence of do you mean just in life in general like yeah like we we you know even i don't have kpis in my life yeah, like, well, goal setting, you know, it's probably similar. Who's done, you would have done 10-year goals uh, at your end of year um, reflection with Tash probably, what, a month ago? Yeah, I mean, not 10-year goals as such, but, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, we looked at stuff that we want to achieve in life and then, yeah. you know, one, three-year type stuff. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, you, know, you put 10-year goals down now and then when you get to it, you're like, oh, it doesn't really matter, you know, that you – but we've, we're putting it down there to materialise and try to, to, try to accept, uh, try to achieve – but then when we get there, sometimes we're like, well, you know, it all doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I, so I don't have goals. There's, yeah. What? He has objectives. Objectives. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, it, it's actually <laughs> quite funny, but I don't. I don't sit there and goal set. I did it when I was 16 years of age and that was the last time I did it. Okay, what's your budget? To live within my means. <laughs> What's your business budget? Well, that's business, bro. So you have no personal goals other than to live within your means. Yeah. But one of yours was to retire by fifty. That was sixteen. That's when I when I had the goal. Yeah. Six, sixteen. I had a lot of goals when I was sixteen, and, and yeah. I've and I've achieved a lot of them. Um, 
so one of the tools, I mean, so I started, I guess when you know how to live your life, when you know the life you want to live, you know, live within my budget, I ain't paying myself enough to live. Well, that's living in the present. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what we so You have no other goals other than to live within your budget. Well, that's... Within your means. I've, I've, set, I've set my life up to... And, I, and I'm... Don't get me wrong. I don't have a goal per se, and I don't set New Year's resolutions. I think you guys know that, okay? I have, I have goals and targets and things I want to do with my business, and the way that evolves and what that allows me to do is very different. But the truth is I haven't changed what I get paid for the best part of almost over 10 years. Well, your mum pays you, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. I get, and I get asked what I get paid. So it depends on how many dishes I watch, wash. But... Um, you know, it's one of the constructs I put into place to allow myself to disassociate with the desire, which I had an unhealthy desire at a very early age, to have and want more. Because I had the ability to create more. And so the challenge for me was to live simpler. It's, it's, it might try it. Fuck, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, it definitely well, yeah. definitely frees, frees you up. Fuck, over it does. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I guess it's... Living yeah. within your means is a fucking tough concept, mate. Yeah, but coming back to a little bit of like what Hato, I mean, it's, I guess it's the idea of, um, you know, polarization and, and the way that the universe exists is that you've got to have the opposites, right? So you've got to have, it's yin-yang. Yeah. You've got to have the, the each end, um, I guess, for that to exist. Is that at the end of the day, and it was funny, I was having a conversation um, uh, with a friend and I was just like, None of it. None of it technically matters. None of this matters, but it all matters at the same time, right? And so, I guess as we know from Robbins and that emotional thing is that generally the issue and the anxieties come up is when we have an expectation of where we thought we would be versus where we actually are, which is again is living in the present, yeah, and bringing sorry living in the future in relationship to to where we are, and then that causes which uh, we all have experienced and guilty of, and I think I was experiencing that in some respects last year of like, I want to be, yeah, want to be somewhere else. Um, but this is where I am. And I guess you've got to go through and do the work. And that's where I guess we talk about a lot doing the inner work to um, start to be grateful with where you're at and that your journey to this date has served you to the way that it served you. Mm. Was well, that old cliche pieces where the, you know, the destination, it's not the destination, it's the journey. I mean, but you've got, to, wrong. But you've got to have a destination, yeah. I think. Well, well you, 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 you have, have to. You have, have, you, you've got to have a lighthouse or an orientating space. You've got to you know where you want to get to, right? But that in itself, and, and the work that you three have done now, as I have done, you know, as long as you set the intention right with whatever that vision piece is, um, the rest of it takes care of itself. Yeah, you've got to do shit. Yes, you've got to do stuff, okay? But, um, and... and the three of you guys may or may not have used my 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 winning the the, the twenty twenty game book, but that was that was one thing. If you can fix one fucking thing in your life, okay, you'll get what you want. It wasn't designed about fucking putting down a list of fucking, you know, yeah. Because I guess what you're saying though is like, oh, I'm gonna be yeah millionaire, retired by 30, 40, and then getting there and then just hating yourself and hating on life and. Yeah, rah, 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 rah. 
Um, but see, that's where the power of reflection, I think, comes in very strongly. 100%. Very, because even though you probably didn't make that, you know, the billionaire, you, you weren't a millionaire by, you know, 40, but you turn around and look at what you actually achieved. And it's still quite incredible. And that's the piece, Trav. You know, that's the freeing piece. When, when the old man passed away, it was exactly that. It was I looked back on what I'd achieved. Because I, I told you about, at 16, I had that conversation. And at 37 is when I came back to that conversation. I didn't come back to that conversation any other time. It was only when I lost my old man. And figured out, well, fuck, I achieved stuff. So I figured out to myself that I'm capable. So just go after what you want. Because that, that's what I'd start doing is reflecting back on my last 10 years rather than, you know, freaking out about turning 30. I started reflecting on, well, whoa, shit, what have I actually done this last 10 years? You know? And well, well, both of you lads for 30-year-olds have done way more than what I did when I was 30. All right? And that's why I sit back and I, and I think, you know, fuck, you guys, are, you guys are in for a fucking great time. If I can help in any way, shape or form then, you know, you, you, the, 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 the amplitude of, of your uh, impact on this planet is massive. Just hold my drink bottle. Yeah, no worries. Um, the, <laughs> Let's the, go. The, um, the, but that's the truth. I mean, I look back where I was at 30, I was still fucking around. I was still trying to find the, you know, the silver bullet. So that's I don't know, mate, where were you at 30? Eight years ago. <sighs> well... Were you still employed? No. No, you were in no business by then? So, yeah. I mean, a bit of both because even what you say- I was in my own business at 30. How, how old were you when you had those health issues? 25. And that you lasted two or three years. Yeah. So and you, then you were really like dipping out of that and then starting to get into your 30s. business from there. But I still wouldn't say that I- still was at least a decade of chasing silver bullets, really. Like, to an extent. I mean, happy to work hard, but then making- not necessarily making the right decisions along that path as well. And I worked crazy, but it wasn't – I think I still spent a lot of time looking for massively leveraged opportunities, if that makes sense, and taking like far too big a risk instead of – Silver little, bullets. Yeah, well, I did. I already said silver <laughs> bullets. So I, was, I think I spent still at least 10 years from there to really not even that long ago when I really have made a lot of changes around how I view – um, yeah, risk and and how I and what I've done because I've made I've made stacks of money and lost stacks of money as well by doing that. So then, what what's the point? And it comes back to my you know, comes back to even my recent topic of you know, how I work. And it's the same thing that was just amplified. It was I I was making big risky decisions and then losing off those big risky decisions and then just saying oh fuck. But then, so it's impatience in a lot of ways. And I think I've only really in the last a- ambitious. Well, ambition's fine, but it's not – well, ambitious, if you look at the word. Am, I think ambition as the – With that, a lack of patience. Yeah, ambition is good. Ambition is okay. It's then taking that to a point where you're making decisions that lack patience and you're, you're taking excessive risk when it's not necessary um, because that only sets you back generally unless you hit that very small like, – you know, that's gambling really – well, we're gambling every day. Every second we're fucking gambling yeah. on the assumption that what we're doing is right. Can I Can I, can I put another quote out there for you guys? Yeah, you, okay. you won't have to read the book after this one. <laughs> Which book? The Timekeeper by Mitch Albom. Um, As mankind grew obsessed with its hours, the sorrow of lost time became a permanent hole in the human heart. People fretted over mischances, over inefficient days. They worried constantly about how long they would live. 
because counting life's moments had led inevitably to counting them down. Soon in every nation, in every language, time became the most precious commodity. Kind of led in, that has led into what I was about to oh, ask I knew. prior. I was dialed in. <laughs> Why? Is it a pet hate of you guys that people, people say they have no time? Yes. Yeah, and yes. that's... I'm not immune from doing it as well, but yes, that's true. But why? Why do? Why do we? Why do we say that so much? As as because I don't actually truly value time, mate. That's that's the reason why that comment comes out. But it's also guilt, right? Because we don't want to say we've got nothing on, right? Or we've had nothing to do. We, We don't generally, unless we're like, oh, wow, I got to spend an hour on the couch this afternoon. It was amazing. Unless we're saying something like that. It's usually like, oh, I've been so busy because often we're, we're behind. We haven't done the things we've committed to, you know, so you have to sort of, I like guess, say you're busy. External affirmation for yeah. people around you that you're crushing it or you, you know, you're busy and you're doing stuff. And well, affirmation, but also I think as an excuse as yeah. to why you haven't done the thing you said you would do for them or why you can't catch up with them. Oh, I'm so busy. We don't go on, oh, no, I actually just wouldn't mind staying at home Saturday morning. We go, no, no, I, look, I can't have coffee on Saturday morning. I'm, I'm busy. Yeah. I can't have coffee Saturday morning. Conrad, I'm busy. I've got breakfast with my mum anyway, mate, so <laughs> you can take a number. <laughs> I don't want your mum's number, mate. So what a, what a, what a couple practical um, things that people can implement in their daily routine, in their... In their life, Conrad, um, to to live in the present more or to start living. Journaling's got to. I hate fucking keep repeating myself, but journaling's got to come back. I I just had a great vision. I'll just let you know. It was kind of like if anyone's seen YMCA, I think we should. I think you could do that for busy and create a little video (laughs) clip. B U S Y. Hey, I like that. I like that. So actually, let's, with a let's, banjo? let's film that. I think we could go viral. <laughs> Twelve people might see it. But doing <laughs> doing what while they journal, mate? I, th- I think ref- you, you touched on it, mate. You got to yeah. reflect. It's sl- it slows you down, right? It's it's it. For people that keep saying they're busy, um, the the reality is busy doing what? And when you're reflecting on that, um, and on that earlier quote we talked about, you know why. It, I think you'll find out that when you start taking the shitty things out, the things that you're wasting time on, um, which reflection gives you the opportunity to have a look at. Puts everything into perspective, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, I th- so I think that's, that's got to be the crux of it. Um, and, you know, again, I hate repeating myself, but gratitude. Yeah, JB, anything other than journaling and practicing gratitude? Probably the have you stayed ones. so young at 30? Because he looks fucking 20 years older than you. And yeah. I just had a haircut. And he, and he hugs trees, mate. <laughs> there. Yeah, I mean, they're the, the two foundations. Um, I don't know. I feel like for me, the last, what's helped and what I guess what contributed to my um, response at the beginning of the, the podcast and somewhat maybe it's just because of today, but th- there'd be some underlying bullshit there. There's definitely things that I wish I'd done as well and, you know, there'd be um, emotions there that would be annoyed about. But... I, do, I also think it's doing the, the inner work to understanding what it is that you really want and, like, you, you know, looking at the, the depths, understanding um, your motivations of why you're doing what, what you're doing because then that assists to change your relationship with time. Or, or accept what you need to do to achieve what's going to make you happy. That, uh, yeah, that's very true. So 
it's coming to the level of acceptance, um, which allows you to turn around. And because when you when we we're just talking about responding with busy, and I think in the last episode we were talking about delegation and feeling guilty in delegating to say your team. Yeah, could you turn? Could you imagine um, turning around to your team who they feel like they have to work the forty hours a week to live, and you're just like, "No, I'm just going to watch Netflix um, or you know go do what I want to do." And they're like, "Well, I've got to do this." Um, I think society or a lot of us have been conditioned in a way to think that that's again, it's it's coming back to having realizing that other people's opinions and expectations of you and even societies don't matter either and which is part of doing the inner work to self-accept who you are and being secure and comfortable with what your true desires are so you could rock up to like i think it's funny you know reminds me a lot of matt what you've shared about your local school and how there's just audis and um uh, you know porsches and bmws all in the garage and a lot of them are all trying to keep up with each other and you to be comfortable with rocking up in your uh, 1980s uh, Toyota Sonata or what? I don't even know what you drive, <laughs> Conrad. Sonata. I'm going to miss a Maxima. No, you oh, don't. Maxima. It's a Camry. Camry. I'm a Maxima. <laughs> Actually, 2002, not 1980s. Well, there's two cars. Well, a Sonata is a fucking Hyundai. Well, there's a, a couple car companies that did the exact same design, but that's 1980 Toyota Corona. They rebadged it. I think, can we understand? That it's my that's dad's a, car. I actually enjoy driving it. It probably doesn't but, like me. The point is, <laughs> it's being comfortable and driving around in a Nissan Micra. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, leave my Nissan Micra alone. The, um, the and only not giving a fuck. Light oh, Tra- Travis and I have had plenty of conversations about cars from a very early age. <laughs> Do you know how Ashby calls me Mr. Bean? Because I look like Mr. Bean in there. If you ever oh. see a pe- peach colour? Uh, oh, no, it's, it's like a it's, yellow it's, champagne. It's, 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 no, it's earth. It's, it's a light earth colour. <laughs> <laughs> As a colour, it's an abomination. Hey, it's, got, it it's got mags on it. Skin. Skin <laughs> Oh, it's got 12 inch mags that came off someone's micro machine. <laughs> if, if you ever see um, a, a, I've got bigger belt earth, buckles in its mag wheels. Earth yellow uh, micro with a six foot three guy. Come and say hello to him. No man, bud. Just, just close to, to matching hair colour. Yeah, just say hello. Anyway, I'll. Um, Don't wrap up. Can I, can oh. I say something else? <laughs> <laughs> Whose episode is this? No, go, Conrad. Shut up, mate. Time is really interesting. Mate, we're, running, we're out of time. <laughs> so this is Father Time talking to the bloke in the book again, right? You had many more years, he said. I didn't want them, but they wanted you. Time is not something you give back. The very next moment may be the answer to your prayer. To deny that is to deny the most important part of the future. What's that? Hope. Now you can wind up. Uh, Thank you for tuning in (laughs) today. Who's Hope? Where does she... (laughs) (laughs) You're... Anyway, <laughs> can't wait to your 40th. Are we going to be still doing this podcast? Two years away. Yeah. I just want to leave you with one thought, um, something that I extracted from a blog that I, that I read. Uh, you'll never be effective if you're convinced tomorrow needs to be better than today because this belief stems from resistance to the present and the present is where the power lies. So find where your power lies and, um, and tap into that. That's my biggest suggestion. Um, thank you for tuning in today. Um, really appreciate um, the value you give us and we hope we give you guys some value. Um, subscribe, review, do all that jazz. Uh, we really appreciate it and we will see you next week. Happy birthday between now and then. Yeah.
Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Bye bye. See you later. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Simple Minds podcast. If you like our show and want to know more, then check out our website at simplemindspodcast.com. If you like, you can even leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or share this episode with a friend. The Simple Minds podcast is also on Facebook, Insta, and for those that like to keep things formal, LinkedIn. So follow us there if you want to keep up with the latest updates from the show. See you next week.